Big Bang Theory. Amanda, he's adopted. How can I be adopted when I have a twin sister? Think, monkey. Think. Young Sheldon, coming to CBS this fall. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the words coming. I can hello, hear the hello, coming. hello, everyone. Welcome back I to The Gates of Shell, episode 10. I am your host, Jack Storbeck, and join with me, as always, the lovely and the sexy Obton Haydari. Obton, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. Um, greetings from Shell. I am, um, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I finished the script this weekend. Fuck yeah. I, uh, you know, I celebrated, um, the holiday, um, you know, Easter. Um. Oh, you're co-opting my holiday now? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. You know, that holiday where you just eat, like, lots of Taco Bell. Um, and so to celebrate Jesus rising up from the dead. Oh. And, yeah, I've just been, um, enjoying this, making the most out of this goddamn quarantine. And we have a guest here uh, this week. We do, we do. My good friend, my hometown friend, the one and only, the hilarious, multi-talented Luke Gibson. Luke, how are you doing today? Wow, that's too kind of you. Uh, boys, I'm doing great. You know, just uh, just hanging in there. Um, yeah, I forgot it was Easter that came and went. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys for putting in the work. You know, you're really making a sacrifice here, and it, it doesn't go unnoticed. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we've been waiting. We've had multiple guests on, but we've been waiting for somebody to finally say that. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, if you're talking about uh, analytically speaking, then objectively we are going unnoticed as far as Spotify uh, <laughs> is concerned. But, like, on a more emotional level, I'm, I, that's exactly what I needed to hear to keep me from... Uh, sending it off the roof of my one-story house. You're making waves. I mean, don't give up now, you know? It's hard as before oh, the yeah. fall. Oh, we can't. We have way more episodes to go. We're in it for the long haul here. Like, I just... Yeah, we're contractually obligated to f- see this through. So what have you What have you been up to? I see I see. you've got two sick posters back there. Oh, yeah? You've got your, uh, your Miyazaki and your we've David We've got Eraserhead and we've got Spirited Away. I love it. Yeah, if we want to do an LA flex, I got these from the uh, Secret Movie Club down at the Vista Theater. Oh shit! Oh look at look who's got a big fucking dick! Yeah. Look at that that Eraserhead poster is. I mean, that's why I'm on the podcast. Like yeah. I studied cinema, I'm here to <laughs> share. Yeah, we need we need other cinephiles and other people with a a passion for the moving image to really digest this criterion channel level work of young sheldon yeah this is single camera as well so it's yeah inherently higher art form yeah exactly i do know that i mean you know they bill young sheldon as a you know as a working man's comedy action but this is this is this is, this is a this is an intellectual show so people don't know you need a degree to really break this down and uh, appreciate I mean, that's what I know about this show. That's good. Yeah. Th- From what I understand. This isn't a show for people that get money back from their taxes. I'll just say that. Yeah. If I'm correct. Um, Luke, have you ever seen an episode of Young Sheldon? No, I have not. I'm, from what I, I know, oh, the Big Bang Theory, I used to be a bit of a banghead back in the day uh, when it was kind of. Really? Yeah. Before it was the biggest show, like in the world. So, oh, but I think I, back in the day, was I don't it know if you guys know that show, but I, I probably checked out like when it was, when they were all starting to get married and stuff. Where's the science? I'm not here for this sappy bullshit. Oh no. So yeah, that's why I'm watching. I want like, I feel like this is like, you know, you're saying that it used to be better. 
and then it got worse. Is that what you're claiming? Yeah, I will. I will go and say that. That's a that's a tall First season, order. untouchable. That is a tall... I, I liked it before it was popular, when it was yeah. unknown and shit. I feel like you're saying like <laughs> what people try to tell me about U two, that like oh before, you know you know U two used to be a punk band before they were popular, and I listened to it and I'm like oh but it was still shitty then too. But you so... have to have watched it in the time, the time that it existed, you know, and you can never get that back. It was a was a, was I just fucking stupider at that time then? It was hilarious. It was gut. Bustingly laugh, roll on the floor, comedy, dude, untouched. I I'm skeptical, but young, but luckily we have a whole new show. We're not limited to Big Bang Theory because now Chuck Lorre has very graciously provided us a whole new world of the Sheldon universe to explore, um, which is uh, it's actual cinema. Yeah, this is a, this is a highbrow stuff. You might have had your chuckles <laughs> at Big Bang Theory, but this is a. This is a gut-wrenching drama here. Time to put on your big boy pants and... Yeah. He killed all the unnecessary jokes and pauses. He killed the studio audience en masse. Uh, so he he trimmed the fat. You know, this is just straight up. This is straight off the bone. Straight to the Unfiltered dome. Sheldon. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. So episode 10 is titled An Eagle Feather, A String Bean, and An Eskimo. Jesus Christ. Chuck... You bastard, making me just say slurs on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I have no idea what these three things are going to do, and honestly, I don't really want to. Uh, I'm afraid. Well, it's in good hands, Chuck. Uh, do your best. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, Luke, Obton, and I are going to go watch episode 10, titled An Eagle Feather, A String Bean, and An Eskimo. We'll be right back. Send it. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the work Okay, and we are back. Uh, Who? What? What the hell? That was... This has been a downward trend. Luke, just to preface you here, the last few episodes in particular, I feel, have been very downward trending in terms of their story content. Mm. Like, you know, like, we could typically expect, like, from a network show that we at least get a B story. The B story is, like, kind of the mom, but, like, this is... None of these three things had anything to do with the fucking episode. Yeah, yeah, none of these things had anything to do with No, it felt weird, and I was trying to put my finger on that, but, yeah, there's no B story whatsoever. Like, and usually that's what you cling to in a sitcom format, but... The only yes. story in this fucking episode was Sheldon's mom needs to crawl out of his ass. That's what the story yeah. is. I like. The thing God. was the length of a YouTube video as well. It was 18 minutes. Yeah, it's like barely. Once you cut out the ads, man, it just goes to show you how much of that time they're just pumping you with ads. Holy shit. They're part of the experience. Yeah, because they're running ads during the fucking daytime for like Enzite and Cialis. And now. Yeah, I mean. With all yeah, with all that dead space, you're just left with like a shell. It, <laughs> a shell. Um, it really is like this is just a vehicle for like advertising. Yeah, this is. It's sh- just like they're just using it as like a vessel in which to surround with advertisements. It's not so much even. A, it's not even so much a vehicle as it is just like a vehicle in a locked garage with the engine running. Yeah. And America behind the wheel with his eyes turning red. I'm not trying to go too yelling. cynical in my first episode. And I was really excited to, to dive in, you know. But that was kind of some shields down capitalism, you know. Like, that was maybe the first time I've ever been aware I was watching something 
that was made for advertisements. Yeah. Well, so Jack, you want to break down this plot for us? or um... Yeah. Okay, so for all you people that aren't watching each episode in tandem with us, which, <laughs> totally understandable. Uh, so we open with uh, Bill Ponderosa and Mary Cooper in the principal's office, where the principal is telling the parents that the curriculum isn't challenging enough for Sheldon, and as a result, he's being rude to all the teachers. Um, so he recommends a private school in Dallas and the principal says they have scholarships. So Bill tells her to reconsider and then they leave. So then that night, Mima's telling Bill and Mary that they should consider it and that, uh, the private school in Dallas is a nice place. And she knows because I used to buy my marijuana there, uh, shocker. Um, and then Mima tells Mary she's being selfish for not wanting him to go. So then they ask Sheldon himself. And when they ask Sheldon, Sheldon just says, Oh, when can we start? Um, so the parents take Sheldon to visit the private school and interview the headmaster. Uh, his mom asks about living arrangements, and the headmaster offers to host Sheldon because uh, her husband is an astrophysicist. So Sheldon is knees is buckling over the opportunity for that. Um, so then we go back home, and Mima's giving Sheldon a necklace with a feather on it that's been in the family. She gives. Well, Shel- it was clearly bought. It was clearly bought at the store. Yeah, it was bought at like a pawn shop for probably like pocket change. It literally looked like shit. It was like something that you buy like your sixth grade crush at a flea market. Uh, Mary is crying as she packs Sheldon's bags and Mima tries to console her. In the garage, Sheldon is saying in a voiceover that Tam took his leaving the hardest, but Tam is really showing no emotion. Then at night, Missy asks if he'll miss her and Sheldon compares her to string beans. Uh because you know he loves her uh so then during sheldon's first night gone mary is praying for him and then mary and bill have a discussion about whether they should or shouldn't have left him there and they have competing flashbacks uh bill ponderosa remembers them fondly while mary thinks that the headmaster and her husband are evil so they start fighting and the dinner gets tense as a result um, then we cut to the headmaster's house where the headmaster, the husband, and Sheldon sit down for dinner. Sheldon picks up a string bean and stares at it because it reminds him of his twin sister. Uh, so then we go back to the Cooper house and Bill overhears his wife and Mima yelling about how leaving Sheldon was a mistake. So he grabs his keys and drives to Dallas to go get him um, and drives him back home that night. Uh, we don't see how he uh, kidnapped his own son, but so then the next morning, Missy wakes up to Sheldon in bed uh, next to her in the same room, uh, and she's excited. And then we cut back to the teacher's lounge at the end of the episode, and the teachers are drinking whiskey um, at 11 o'clock in the morning, lamenting that Sheldon is still at their school and not out of their fucking lives for good. Um, So yeah, basically the whole episode was just Mary being psychotically upset that her little angel that shows her no love and that she really doesn't show that much love besides this overbearing like helicopter behavior towards she was more upset that he was gone for a night than like when the challenger blew up or that she will Mm -hmm. be when the towers go down in about 11 years from the time of this show everybody else in in their life seems to not only be content but like relieved that yeah that's for sure I don't know. They want me to just buy so many emotional things as inherently true. Like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, a mom letting her kid off to, like, school or whatever. I'm sure that's sad. 
It's just that we have no evidence that these people care. Like, holy fucking shit. Their lives seem to be torture with Sheldon. And she still has two other kids there that she doesn't pay attention to. That she could now pay attention to with Sheldon gone, being taken care of. But no, she's just like, fuck that. Like, bring my the one kid I seem to give a shit a bit about back. Yeah, and I mean, they really kind of sabotage things for him at the end. They kind of fuck up everything he has going for him. Like, that could have really elevated him to new levels. And his dad just, like, scooping him up, throwing him in the car, and being, like, sending him back to public school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing. I, I'm on the fence about this because I went to a private high school for my first year of high school and transferred and did way better in public high school, uh. but that's because I'm a man of the people and I'm relatable as fuck. You can relate. Um, Sheldon is not. Sheldon is bourgeoisie to the fucking bone and does not want to be around a bunch of fucking kids in the shirt that they woke up in and going to school with a bunch of hillbillies that can't count to 10 without like thinking about it first. And like, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to him. And they don't even let him, they don't even let him finish go. to the morning. He does not attend a single class. Yeah, they literally don't let him go. Why would you get him the, that night? Yeah. They got him that night. They didn't wait any time. Yeah. Wait a week. waited no time. Your yeah, lives, everyone's lives could have been so much better. Sheldon's, the parents, the siblings, yeah. Tam's. But no, Mary is just obsessed because she probably wants to, like, kill him as a part of some, like, sick reverse Oedipus. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I mean, um, that's actually wild, though. If Like, if you think about writing the show, the rising... Not to get into the weeds here, but, like, the reason they bring him back is because, like, he overhears the argument and then he's just like, all right, yeah, I'm in the car. Like, I'm going again. Yeah. There's no, like, actual conflict. There is none. Well, like, at least at least Sheldon could have been more upset about being there. He's like, this is chill. Yeah, he's like mildly displeased at the hippie music. That's it. Yeah, they're not even playing like fucking... It's not like they're playing the full 17-minute version of Iron Butterflies in Agata De Vida. Like, they're yeah. playing a fucking Bob Dylan song. If you can't take that, Sheldon, then... The hippie music. The 90s are right around the corner, buddy. You're about, yeah. you're about to, like, blow your head off. It's about to get a whole lot worse. Yeah, no, it's like, you think Beethoven comes back, like, no, you gotta fucking, you get, you get to have Nirvana, but then after that, you're cursed to deal with Limp Bizkit for a fucking decade. It's, it, yeah, it, it was frustrating to see, um, he spends no time, like, throwing his family under the bus for, like, how annoying and terrible they are, and what do this, this, like, rich family with no other kids, no dogs, no birds, nothing he's afraid of, he he finds something to get under his skin. Like Yeah, it's like the fan. Like fucking Scarlett Johansson under the skin <laughs> and just gets like, oh, I need I, I hope my dad kidnaps me again. Well you're in luck, because your dad's on his way now. Well, we don't even know what happens. We don't even know if his dad like wakes up. He wakes cuts. up in the car. Which me like leads me to yeah. like you've had your parents carry you in the car. Like you know when like you yeah. fall asleep. There's no way he didn't wake up. Yeah. Yeah, he was sound asleep. He was totally fine. It's probably the best night of sleep Sheldon's ever had, and he wakes up in, his, in the back of his dad's car, and he's like, not again. God. What is the point of this episode? Nothing happens. Nothing changes. That's so true. Nothing. No one grows. Nothing happens. He doesn't go to another school. It just feels That's so true. Imagine dangling this puppet 
budget over someone and being yeah. like, tell a story that matters. And, like, this is what you come back with. It's just nothing. It's just literally, like, it's not funny. It's yeah. not entertaining. Like, at first I thought he was never going to actually go. But then when he did go, I was like, oh, maybe something happens at the school and that's why he has to come back. Like, I was waiting for them to reveal the name of the school. Like, they were going to be like, okay, bye, Sheldon. Have fun at Columbine High. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the camera. But no, Sheldon yeah. just, like, gets kidnapped by his dad. And the fucking title, the string bean, the eagle feather, these are all inconsequential objects of the story. They don't do anything. There's no, there's no purpose. Yeah, he compares his sister to, like, uh... A string bean. Like, a mediocre vegetable. <laughs> Are they usually better at this? Like, the title's been, like, actually kind of interesting. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. I like how wild they're getting because it's, like, when I read an Eskimo and knowing Chuck's attitude towards uh, the Jewish people, I was like, oh, okay, so we're, we're going a little further south now with our uh, racism. But yeah, even Chuck held back. The only thing that that referred to was the song that the chaperones or whatever, the headmaster and her husband, they just sing a Bob Dylan song. Is that a yeah. slur? That's Is Eskimo a, a slur now? It wasn't in 1989. That one, yeah. Oh, uh, right. Is that the vehicle they're operating under? They're like... There's probably a lot worse words referring to that same group of people that we don't even know about because they took it out so early. But Chuck's just like... I think that, yeah, I don't know if... I think that word is insensitive. I don't know if it's a slur. I don't think that you call you would call people Eskimos. If you're gonna take the even the risk of naming your episode that, is the FCC just like not even paying oh, attention? My man doesn't care. It's not the biggest racial risk that this show has taken. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, this show has said far worse stuff. Yeah. Oh really? To Tam, who by the way, they they have like a whole sequence where Sheldon's like, my best friend Tam took it so hard. And very clearly, Tam is not taking it hard, which I guess is supposed to be played for laughs. But, like, what is... Does, does Sheldon believe Tam is really his friend? I just don't get it. What's the implication? Sheldon has no beliefs. Sheldon will say things... Well, yeah. Yeah, as a man of science, he can't, like, understand clear evidence that Tam only wants him for clout. Like The train set. Yeah, he like yeah. he's got the train set, and then a couple episodes ago he was like popular. So Tam's like, "Oh fuck yeah, man! Like you're my best friend. Like let's get into this party." And now that Sheldon's going to a private school, like fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, I guess. Why put Tam in the episode? Because his agent is a wily bastard. <laughs> contracts. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, it's contract probably. Well, like God, dude, just fucking. That kid got paid 10k. Just having Tammy there for the sake of having him in Yeah, there. Mary Mary was crying half the episode, yeah. yet I didn't yeah. feel like that much emotion. And usually I'm a sucker for young Sheldon. Like, I've cried at probably half of the episodes, usually because I'm doing sniffing salts while watching it. But like, <laughs> nevertheless, I'm still like crying. But even with the salts, this episode, I was like dry-eyed. Maybe I'm becoming an old stiff, but I just don't like, it was just a lot of letting the waterworks go. And I was just like, Mary, relax. Your husband is a war criminal. This is all going to end up in your favor. Yeah. He's going to steal Sheldon back. He's going to kill the principal and her husband. Everything's going to be fine. But nevertheless, she was like, she was a wreck. Let's talk about private school. Do you think, how do you think Sheldon would have, hypothetically, how would he have lasted in private school? Well, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm this, this school I'm getting like Exeter vibes from. It's not really like a private Catholic high school. Um, if it was a private Catholic high school, then one of the, like the star athletes would have probably beat the living shit out of him. Um, the first day. Um, but, um, Jack, you, you, you had a brief, brief stint in a private school. Yeah. Uh, well, while your parents were mining in the coals and churning butter or whatever the fuck they were doing, <laughs> uh, out on the prairie, um, I was going to a private Catholic school where I learned about uh, why homosexuality is not the best thing you can do to get into heaven. Um, but Spotlight, um, obviously, was a movie. Um, <laughs> one of the pre, one of the, the the bishop of the school I went to got busted in two thousand like five or something while I was going there for really? like sweeping shit under the rug. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could say I had the full private Catholic school experience. Um, oh, yeah. and here's the thing. I did much better in public school than I did private school. And it's not because the schools are any better. It's just that the teachers don't give a fuck about the athletes. Like in public, school? in, in private school, in private school, they make all their money and they make all these like deals with like, they're basically like feeder schools to big, like PAC 12, like where I was, was a PAC 12 feeder school. But like, like they, they need their like sports to be really good. Um, so the teachers are like too busy, like sweet talking all the athletes that come into the class, like 25, 30 minutes late, like halfway through the class, like talking on their phone and they're just like, uh, sit down, you big goof. Like, Hey, great job last week against uh servite. But in public school, it doesn't matter if you're a good athlete or a bad athlete the teachers equally hate you. Um, and I don't blame them uh, because like kids in high school suck. Like they're the, yeah. So, but, but this is like, this is like a boarding school that Sheldon's going to. So this is like, they don't let these hooligans in. They like tell them to kick rocks. Um, so yeah. I think Sheldon would have fit in very nicely because everyone there is equally up their own asshole. Yeah. Where so that's why they don't talk when Sheldon was like, "Why aren't they talking? Are they all on drugs?" It's like, no, they're just like looking at their own colons, just like you are. It's like, oh, yeah. I did like that though. I was really, you know, I was really hoping for like some of Sheldon's working class vibes to come out here. You know, like it would finally be the moment. And I haven't seen any of the show, but I was really hoping, like, you know, we'd see a little bit more inside that. Thoroughly disappointing. See, that's the thing. It's not even like Sheldon hates the school because he like feels like a traitor to his hometown. He's kind of like forgetting his roots. He doesn't like the people he's staying with singing. Yeah. He just doesn't like hippie music. Yeah, he, you know, he's just an insufferable cunt. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> he doesn't like dust, so he lives in a house with asbestos. Yeah, literally, yeah. It's like, bro, like whatever is in that house is far worse. There is almost 100% on any of that th those train sets you have, 100% there's lead paint there. Oh, of, oh yeah. yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon's lead exposure is probably off the charts. His blood test yeah. would probably shock any doctor. And Sheldon yeah. like gets everything he wants. He gets a nice house, nobody to annoy him. Yeah, he has to put up with some singing, but like it's like give and take, dude. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. The house is big enough to where you could literally go three rooms away and not hear them. But we don't know if he left on his own recognizance because that was left on the cutting room floor of the editing process. So 
whether Sheldon like was like, dad, you're here. Thank God. I hate this place. Or if Sheldon was like screaming about all the blood on the floor from the two people that Bill killed. That's all up in the air. And that's actually Chuck Lorre inserting himself as an auteur because he's like, he's saying you can make your decision on that. He's like, he's constrained by the networks and he's showing what's not shown. It's actually very clever. I don't know if you guys are. It's like the saying, like, don't give him four, give him two plus two, but Chuck Lorre doesn't even give the plus. He just gives two twos, and he's like, I don't know, you figure it out. (laughs) Plus, minus, divide, I don't give a fuck. Just, you're not getting my half of my money, you whore. (laughs) Well, Luke, so, you know, in the UK, which Jack, in case you didn't know, Luke, um, born in the US, raised in the UK and back here. Um, yeah, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear it in his accent anymore. Oh but, yeah, I'm um, as much of a sociopath as Sheldon. <laughs> well, I mean, they have, they have like boarding schools. It's like a prominent thing oh, there yeah. in the UK, right? Oh yeah. Like grammar schools in, in the, the UK. Fuck they are? I don't know. Yeah, it's just like in England, it's like you're either live the Oliver Twist life where you're covered in soot and you're a fucking chimney sweep or whatever the fuck they do over there, or you went to some boarding school and you write OK computer because you logged on AOL one day and shit your pants. No, yeah, it's literally like yeah. you're born like into wealth and like have an elite bloodline, and you get to go to private school at the expense of having like a droopy eye. Because, like, your your DNA is just, like, not diverse enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah the but, you know, it's, it's worth it. I don't know. You get to have a shot being prime like, minister. Evidently. Yeah, clearly. It's more like a boarding school kind but of He's thing. living with the principal, which is, like, very suspect. Yeah, that's fucking... Yeah, that's, that's a little weird, right? Yes. Yeah, of course uh, it's yes. weird. I didn't go, but I know even that's weird. Talking from, like, a social standpoint, like... In high school, saying you live with the principal is social suicide. Oh, That's God. about, like, yeah. our equivalent of saying, like, yeah, my roommate is Harvey Weinstein. Literally. Oh, my God. Probably not. I'm being dramatic, but... <laughs> well, that's a bit offensive to my roommate, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> I'm roommates um, with Bob. Yeah. yeah. The one that was accused of far less. My roommate, Jeffrey Epstein, will take objection to this characterization. Yeah, I gotta go check out my roommate, uh, Casey Anthony, and see how her kid's doing. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend. Yeah. My, ba- my baby mama, Casey Anthony. My girlfriend, who is very real and um, lives in another state, so you wouldn't know her. Do you think it'd be worse to be dating Casey Anthony and be, like, in head over heels love with her? Or do you think it's worse that you're like, Casey Anthony is my you up girl? You're what? She's just like my side hookup. She's a side piece? Yeah. What do you think's worse? You're like in love with her and you know, you accept what she did was wrong or I mean, uh, technically didn't do, but she like likes the same music as you. She like laughs at all your jokes. She's like really smart and talented and like completes you. Or do you think it's worse that if you just have sex with her, like when you're drunk? Probably the second one. What, like, the second one, like, before or after you find out? Well, like, assuming you know either way. So, okay, so... I'm bringing up Casey Anthony. It sounds like a tangent, but I'm getting Casey Anthony vibes from uh, uh, Mary Cooper. And I think the comparison is that Casey, just like Mary Cooper, cared too much. And it got her in a little bit of trouble. (laughs) I, I, I mean, like, I think it's probably worse. I mean, like, 
worse it's to worse what? be to in be, love with her no. or to have sex with her just for it's worse on a like uh, on a like a macro level to be in love with a person who has done a bad thing i don't know but like it is worse i think it's worse on a personal level i think to to <laughs> know what casey anthony did and just be like yeah the sex is good what can i say let me ask you let me ask you this um if margot robbie had been accused but found not guilty of the exact same crime would that change your uh decision making if the opportunity presented ah, that's itself. not fair man it's margot robbie come on well that's what i'm saying casey anthony is my margot robbie <laughs> casey anthony's your margot robbie she, she, she also this has kind of mean to casey anthony though like she's still a human you know, if you're just calling her up and being like, what's up? It's kind of mean. Well, it's mean to do to anyone. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, number mutual. one is the true, like, at least you believe in the cause, you know? Yeah. And also, Obton, like, he who lives in a glass house, like, we've all made mistakes. Like, can't make mistakes in life. Yeah, I didn't murder my fucking kid. Yeah, you don't have a kid. They're hard to take care of. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're really hard I've to take care of. I've seen you drop your phone and AirPods in the street. Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. But that's not the same thing as, like, obviously what Casey... You know what this reminds me of, though? Is actually... Because you know Elizabeth Holmes. You know Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah. Elaborate, though. She had this company that claimed it could do, like, effective blood work with, like, one one-hundredth of the amount of blood that other blood works like need to do but the technology didn't exist and she was just lying about it so and like making millions and millions of dollars just lying to people that about sounds it. like some instagram ads like it. it it literally it's literally that's all of silicon valley they yeah. all lie she, she just got google caught. google searcher yeah she got caught because yeah. silicon valley's sexist well she also got she also had a particularly dumb lie like that's a lie that you could easily disprove of like Wait, like, you don't actually have the technology to do this. Well, because she was but too anyway, busy. She was too busy picking out a fucking turtleneck to look like Steve Jobs yeah. instead oh, of, like, poking holes in her obviously shit idea. She's business forward. Yeah, well, she has crazy eyes, too. And everybody was talking about her at the same time they were talking about the Soho grifter. And also, what's his face? The guy behind Firefest. Oh, yeah, um, I was literally looking, I'm looking at his face right now, Billy McFarland. Yeah. Because everybody was talking about them in tandem of like these people who just grifted and lied their way into insane clout. Um, but but it reminds me because it's funny because when when um, when she after she after she's been caught she's got a boyfriend who's like I forget what but he's like some sort of like heir to a lot of money or he's like distantly collected to some sort of dumb royalty I don't fucking know. But his entire his entire family is like what the fuck do you know what she did you know that she's like a serial liar and a serial grifter is like, Oh, I don't care. Like I love her anyway, which is like kind of what also happened with the guy from Firefest who got a girlfriend. Even after she learned that this guy's like crazy and also fucking, and um, Joe exotic from uh, tiger King us right now. And also us who we have yeah. Casey Anthony literally with unread messages. Like I don't <laughs> guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, honestly, Casey Anthony, Billy McFarlane, Elizabeth Holmes, and, uh, Jordan Belfort are like the mamas and the papas of fraud and murder. Yeah. They should probably make a super group. And OJ. We can't forget about OJ. OJ's aged well. My man. The one who started it all. Yeah, the one the one the, I mean he's the real ahead of his time. He's the he's ahead of his time. He's it's the like fraudster. the Eric V and Rakim of this whole game. <laughs> hey, of those of those four I mentioned, only Casey Anthony didn't go to prison and <laughs> I don't see her number hanging up in the Coliseum, so... <laughs> hey, OJ didn't go to prison for murder. True. 
Yeah, he went for like what armed robbery. Armed robbery. Yeah, I like know tax- kids that went to high school that went to prison for armed, armed robbery. robbery. Wow. They, I mean, it was my public high school, so that shouldn't be a shocker. But you know what? I don't understand. Why couldn't OJ just get the same lawyers to get him out of armed robbery that he could get? If, if he can get out of murder, because they died. But I know. But like, how? No, 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 no. Like Alan Dershowitz is still alive. Most of that team is still alive. Rob Kardashian, well, I think he's Rob dead. Kardashian was like the John Lennon of that team of lawyers. <laughs> but was he dead then? That's the yes, question. Was he, he dead at that ago. moment? Yeah, but OJ got arrested a while ago too. Not that long well, ago. OJ got arrested in like 2013. I don't know. Fact check it. Jamie. Fact check it. Uh, I- I'm going to look it up right now. What did Rob Kardashian die? Rob Kardashian. I think he died in like the early 2000s. Or like not that far after the trial, if I if my my, my memory is I don't know. Wait, no, I, Rob, Rob is alive. It's the other. Rob is no, alive. It's, it's the oh, Robert, okay. that's what. It, yeah. There's two Robs. There's two Robs. You're misleading the fans. Yeah, that's the younger one. The younger one, Rob Kardashian. Um, yeah, because it is Robert Kardashian. Robert George Kardashian. Yeah, it's crazy. Rob Kardashian's alive. He's 33. I mean, when did he do that <laughs> know, case? Right? <laughs> He's the young Sheldon age. Eight years old. Yeah, so Robert Kardashian died in 2000, uh, 2003 yeah. and OJ arrest. Damn. Um, by the way, uh, just because I searched Robert Kardashian, um, Scott Disick is an insane person. Can we talk about that? Scott Disick is very strange. You can definitely talk oh, I'm, about I'm that. I'm fucking up my uh, Kardashians. That's yeah, was Scott was the one who was dating Chloe. You're right. Scott was. I was about to say, Robert Kardashian is not dating Chloe. That's weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's an actual Kardashian. <laughs> They're probably not so, dating, so but they've good. definitely pulled some Donnie and Marie Osmond shit, you know? Well, sure. So, the the OJ case was prosecuted 2007-2008. Yeah, so he was... So, dead. yeah, he was dead by then. Um, but still, I mean, Alan Dershowitz was alive. He could have fucking... Um, I just don't get how... If you, can, if you can lawyer up a team to get out of murder, maybe it's because his profile just declined so much as a result of that. That, like, how can you not get out of armed robbery, man? I'm sure he just went into it, like, guys, this will be fine. Like, we saw how the last one went. It's going to be chill. And then he just got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning doesn't always strike twice, OJ. Leave it on the field. Wow. Scott Disick is hilarious. Uh, He's very strange, by the way. To go back to the Kardashians. You know this fucking... My roommate got me onto this shit. Um... Have you? Do you know about the Architecture Digest videos on YouTube? I hate to say I'm familiar. Yeah. Celebrities just like take you into their homes and like you see their like how disgustingly bloated their lives are. Um, but the Scott Disick one's funny because he just feels like an insane person. I went down that rabbit hole when I got really into Ty Lopez. <laughs> oh my god! Wild. I love <laughs> I love Ty Lopez. I'm here in my garage with a Lamborghini. Four years ago, I was living in a mobile home with $19 in my bank account. Now, I live in a Beverly Hills mansion. And you can, too, if you watch my YouTube advertisement. You know, you know left the, He should have left the camera running when uh, he killed himself. Um, he's not dead. Love you, Ty. Come on the show. Uh, he's not listening. He's in a deposition. Uh, okay. We went- Ty Lopez, like, I love how he just is like, you know, I have a car, um, but you know what I really value is knowledge. And the man's a fucking idiot. Apparently, I like, because I remember I was like, okay, who is this guy? So I like went into like Reddit and I was like digging up people who actually did 
his course and they're like yeah this is literally him just reading other people's books i paid for a guy to tell oh me God. to read other people's books he probably didn't even read them himself like if here's the thing if you make youtube videos you don't read plain and simple yeah, it's one or the other i've definitely seen this guy before it's like mind-blowing i've definitely like yeah, absorbed do... some of this information and now it's like in me no he's done you've seen his ads 100 oh, percent. if you've been on youtube at least for a while ago he would have youtube ads play before everything and he has this video that went viral of him just being in his like i'm ty lopez i'm in my garage he's just holding his camera it's like and this is like my ferrari and you want to know how i got this i got this through knowledge and it just became like a meme but the funniest thing about him you know about the dating the dating app he started Oh no! What you didn't know about this? Dude? Oh, oh my fucking god! Tell me fan. now. Yes, dude. He I started, bet Casey oh, Anthony's on it. I'm gonna dude. meet my <laughs> wifey. He no. Okay, get this. He created a uh, dating app, a dating site called Elite Singles, like Elite Dating. That's definitely him. heard of that. And you you sometimes see ads for it, but the whole thing is just like, oh, our singles are elite. Like they're smart, they're rich, they're whatever, right? But apparently nobody uses it, and it's just filled with fake accounts. <laughs> But they brand it as, like, everyone on here is, like, like it's elite singles. It's elite and this is elite. For like L3-3. Yeah. This son of a Which, bitch found one sneaky trick to yeah. getting you in bed with intellectuals. Librarians I mean, hate him. It's just the, the fucking most on-brand thing he could do, though. Elite, yeah, elite singles. One of the best dating sites for educated singles, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, and it was 100%. You won't find any young Sheldon fans on there. Oh, no, dude, it will only be Young Sheldon fans. You actually have to uh, sign an affidavit that you've uh, watched Young Sheldon in order to get on. You get quizzed. Yeah. It's like a citizenship test. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, they don't even try you. They just make you sit through all the episodes. Oh, my God. And if you, go, if, if you can't handle it, then you're too dumb to be on there. They Ludovico you like in A Clockwork Orange. They strap you down in Ty Lopez's garage, and they make you watch Young Sheldon uncut. Wait, but with, am I on the with right the website? advertisements. Okay, is this the green website? This looks like yes. some this is like some web 1.0 stuff. Yes, that's him. This is like early eBay like type web design. Yeah, no, that's it him. It might not even be a web it might not even be a real dating site. It's probably I'm an pretty analogy. sure it's that one cuz he started an elite meeting, elite dating site. And that's the elite singles one. I don't know if maybe they're not the exact same, but that's the one I'm talking about. The one that's like green site, it feels very dated and strange. Yeah, it's like, that's just like, it's going to get your grandma to enter her credit card information, like, on the very next page. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. They sell, like, gold uh, coins with President Trump's face on it. They sell Iraqi dinars. <laughs> just like... They sell barrels of any oil. Any sucker. Yeah, they sell barrels <laughs> of oil. Or now, that yeah, I mean, now they'll pay you to take no, barrels now, of oil. No, that's the point. Now they sell it to you. Right, go over to your grandma's Poo -poo house tragedy. for fucking 4th of July and her house is going to smell like gasoline. She's going to be on the floor because she didn't open the windows and all the fumes got to her. Oh my god. Wait, you know about Raya? Raya? Yeah, Raya. Yeah, I've tried to get on it because I'm, oh, I'm yeah, a fucking I'm on loser on Instagram and I... No, you're not. What? Are you... Are you... You're fucking with me. I knew it. Fuck you. I was, I, I was about to get hella pissed. It's... Yeah, I know about Raya. I, I tried to get on it, yeah. but I have like 400 followers on Instagram, and they're, they, don't want my, they don't want my bitch ass anywhere near their website. Yeah. I, I only no, I, I mean no, I wouldn't have judged you. I'm because I literally only learned about it like a few months ago, and it seems psychotic to me. 
No, it seems psychotic. Well, that's just because you're you're on the outside. Like I, I am, am too. On the outside, it sounds course, psychotic yeah. to me too, of course. But if I ever get to the level where I'm on Raya, oh, everyone else can eat my fucking dust. Well, I hear it's really good actually. Like as far as an actual dating app goes, like it actually will work, and people on there are like hot. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't just let any fucking schmuck like us on it. it you have to be fucking famous or successful. It's like a private It's like, store. it's the same reason Ty Lopez doesn't let just any fucking moron on his site. You have to prove that you've read 15 books in a month. <laughs> Do you? I don't know. Is that how you get on Ty Lopez's site? Either that or you film him in his garage for him because his arm gets tired. Beautiful. Sheldon might be Mayor Pete, actually. God. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We have. Yeah, that's right for the taking. You know how we know? It's because he... Um, he doesn't speak in a southern accent like any of his family members. He chooses to have a mid-Atlantic affectation. Yeah. So he means tests his accent. That goes very unaddressed in the show. I mean, well, at least for my episode. They address it in the pilot, but they haven't addressed it since then. They just say that young Sheldon has chosen at nine years old through sheer force of will to speak with a mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, I, I wish we would have seen that. Like, I wish they wouldn't have started off with it. Because here's the yeah. thing. Whenever I talk about young Sheldon on this show, I'm referring to the character. I'm not referring to Ian Armitage, obviously, because Ian's a real person. And I think he's a great actor. But I bet Ian was like, oh, I can't wait to do two accents. And Chuck is just like, don't make me sell you to Scientology, kid, okay? You're going to do this one fucking accent and that's it. <laughs> like, I, I wish we would have gotten to see Sheldon, like, at least before the pilot, where, like, maybe he started out as a as a dumbass. That would have been more interesting. But Chuck's, Chuck's no too way. busy in and out of divorce court to fucking yeah. come up with that. No, yeah. So we have this to. This episode was definitely written, like, over the notes app. It really feels like. like on it. iPhone. That's how bare bones a goddamn Yeah, follow. he was probably dictating this over the phone to, like, his secretary or assistant, like, while at the same time yelling at a PA for, like, putting tomatoes on his sandwich when oh he doesn't God. like it. Just assistant be like, but Chuck, you know, we don't have, we don't, like, do we ever see the private school? He's like, nope, only for 10 seconds, that's it. Get the fuck out. Chuck demanding specifically, I want there to be an episode that takes place in a private school where we don't see the private school. Okay, so we don't see it at all. No, that's not what I said. I want you to hire 30 extras, all under 18. I want you to pay them SAG minimum. I want them in uniform, and I want a hallway exterior. I want that for one shot, and then that's it. I'll be there, of course. Incredible. Really just, it, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense from a budgeting standpoint. It doesn't make sense from a story standpoint. It literally just feels like they're throwing shit at the walls. Yeah. Like, not even metaphorically, just, like, chucking piles of shit at the wall. And, you know, we had a... We talked about this. We talked. We were talking about this, but, like, um... It feels like they're just struggling to find three items yeah. that they could... La it's the laziest naming convention ever. But if they actually had to do that, where they were given three items, and, okay, you have to write a plot around this, it would be a much better show. It'd be so good. Luke, what are your what are your thoughts? How where where are you where are you at at the well, end of the episode? I mean, I feel like I was honestly robbed because this was mm -hmm. you know I I feel like there's better episodes out there, and I wanted to see yeah. more Mima, and I was I came in ready to maybe you know 
I saw her at the, when she came into the scene, and I, I thought I was going to have more to say about her, but, like, it could be more of that. She's a real baddie, and I'll say it. Like, she's... Yeah. She's probably the best-looking person on that dinner table. She, she, she's killing it. She's, she looks good. Um, and she's, she's funny. She's interesting. She's an actually interesting character. Like, she's voting for Carter. I definitely yeah. got that vibe, you know? Is she? I feel, I feel... Jack, how do you... Is she do you voting think? for Carter? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not, dude. She just, she referenced well, she in the would last... Have had to have voted for Carter. No, she definitely votes... She's, she's definitely Republican. Like, really? there's no way in hell... Of, what? In what universe is me? saying like I was smoking weed. Uh, what else did she say? I got some notes here. Yeah, she... Well, she drove to Dallas to get weed... God forbid she goes to Mexico to get good shit. Maybe I'm just inserting my own fantasies mm-hmm. in here. I, I, here's the thing. <laughs> I'd, I like to Mima, believe, I'd like to believe she would. Does she vote for Reagan, though? She's not a Democrat. She's just a drug addict. <laughs> Is she what? Did she vote for Reagan, though? Oh, absolutely. Damn. She either <laughs> she either tried to have sex with Reagan or she, like, had sex with John Hinckley, who shot Reagan. I... I can, I mean, I can, I can see, see Mima having sex with a guy who shot the president just because she'd be like, that's badass. Like Lee Harvey Oswald oh back God. in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Maybe that's who Mima's husband see, was. Could, we don't know. That's true. <laughs> was it Lee Harvey Oswald? I could see Mima being a comrade. I could see her. No, Maybe I'm bringing way too much. Yeah. No. I'm bringing a little she said the other she said the other episode she was like what did she say she was like when she was talking about smoking and drinking during her pregnancy with sheldon's mom she was like everyone's like don't drink don't smoke i swear to god texas is turning into california oh that's right uh, she did say that she looks like she has some highlights Damn. in her hair is yeah. all i'm saying 89 that's very fashion forward she also probably yeah, smells but- like complete shit <laughs> Yeah, no, I I could see her. All I'm I, saying is I wanted more. I could see her being well groomed. No, who knows? No, she doesn't give a fuck. What do you mean well groomed? <laughs> she's rocking she, a nice denim. She, Hold on, she's got a nice jacket on in this episode. Is that that the red? Yeah, she probably on? stole it. Yeah, fuck. Well, that means she still has good taste. Impressive. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean she showers. Well, she can't steal perfume. Perfume is way easier to steal. Perfume is way easier to steal oh. than a jacket. Perfume, perfume is perfumes easier to come steal. in those little like boxes. Yeah, I know, but you could steal them easier than you could a jacket. In the eighties? No, dude. <laughs> fucking perfumes like either behind a counter or there's like somebody in a mall somewhere waiting to spray it on you. It's heavily guarded. A jacket, you, uh, Mima, she probably just slips it on and walks out of the store. This is before they had those little security buzzards on it. Uh, yeah, I know. What I'm saying, like, it's not gonna blow up like blue ink at you. If it's a perfume bottle. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like, it's not like just out on the rack. Like if you walk out with like, you could hide it in your purse. Yeah. But like, it's, it, I, I feel like it's harder to steal than a jacket. Yeah. Perfume Maybe. is like very Maybe high value. I mean, for Mima, for Mima, it's probably just apples and oranges. She's probably like a perfume, a jacket, NASA plans, fucking uranium. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Luke. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts? Um... If they had made this episode 45 minutes long, I think we would have had a very good episode. I'll say it. Do you think more? You think more is what you wanted? You wanted yes. more time? Definitely. Because I feel like the time limit, like 18 minutes, like they could have told us a compelling story. More budget, more story. More budget, more story. I don't think their budget is a problem. Yeah. I've also yeah, just been like watching that. Better Call Soul and stuff. Like, 
for the past week, so I'm definitely used to those like get your money's worth, make it count long episodes. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think AMC is gonna be hitting up Chuck Lorre's agent anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm pretty not. sure he also has like some blood oath agreement with CBS. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely He probably hosts he probably hosts the eyes wide shut CBS parties that they throw. <laughs> but yeah. I could see it. Wasted potential, you know? Well, ain't that a ain't that a tagline <laughs> for the show. Um yeah. yep. Luke, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Gates of Shell. We'd love to have you back. We've got a lot more episodes to cover. You can definitely sure. have me back. It was a pleasure. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I know I said you guys are putting in the work at the start of this episode, but now I reiterate you guys are truly putting in the work. Dare I say the essential workers during this, <laughs> Thank you. this crisis. Truly, you know, we're the essential, <laughs> we're, you know, we're other people providing goods, you know, medical services and making sure the food supply stays intact. We're making sure the content exactly. stays intact. Yeah, Luke, you, you, you really know how to rile me up, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm an ally. You're making me horny. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. Oh, also, quick shout out. Um, Luke has a, well, well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few weeks after, but um, Luke has a music video out for, uh, with Seamus, um, also known as Igloo Ghost. Yes. Um, oh, so fuck yeah. we'll link that in. Yeah. And so uh, it's a great fucking video. I've seen it. I'm super impressed. Um, dope music, great video. So we'll, we'll we'll plug that up too. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll still be posting about it, even oh, when yeah. this is out. Well, uh, that's it for uh, this episode, Obton. I will see you uh, for episode eleven, and I hope there's more plot for your sake. But I'm just happy to spend some quality shell time. Uh, of course, with the gang, with you, with as always, with Chuck's genius. Or his, or his Vicodin addiction. Yeah. Or his, <laughs> or, his you know. insatiable bloodthirst for his ex-wives. Yeah. Can I his, get sued um, his, for what I've said on this? I, you know, that's, it's all parody. It's all under parody sure. law. This is all parody. Yeah. You can get canceled. Um, yeah. that, that is our tagline. Um, this is all parody. Um, yeah, but yeah, Luke, I uh, love you, brother. Uh, miss seeing you in person. Absolutely. Lots. Um, th- thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you for Peace. joining us. Stay safe. Don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but if you do, uh, what a show. come to my house. I'll text you my address and we can hang out and maybe smoke a cig. What, what hey. All right. Peace. Peace, everyone. CBS this fall after the Big Bang Theory.